My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ our Lord, it is good for us to be here just as they were 40 days after the resurrection. It's nice to be here just as it says in the Bible, in the time it says and laid out. We've been reflecting on some big mysteries of our faith. Five months ago, four months ago, we were reflecting on the Incarnation, that great mystery. And then, intensely, of our Lord's death and resurrection. Here tonight is Ascension. And also within the liturgy, we're always reflecting on His second coming. It's not here, but we have a foretaste of it yet in the Divine Liturgy. And in all these events, the church is stressing one point, that Jesus is the Word of God incarnate. He has flesh and blood as you and I. People could go on, and they have, Well, God could have saved us in any way He chose. Certainly, that's what a lot of the heresies tried to say as they tried to deny Jesus' humanity in different heresies. But God doesn't do anything half-baked. Everything He does is for perfection. So the only way our salvation could have come about is the way He set it in motion. It's the only way. It was the perfect way. And God is a perfect God. He didn't do a, oh, they only need a part of a salvation. I'll just give them that and do something else. He gave us everything. He gave us His Son. And we're celebrating today a feast of His body. It's still a feast of the Incarnation. Because we see tonight that this body was lifted up. Lifted up to what? Was it on an elevator from sea level to whatever? Was there some other geological, geographical location? No. He was lifted up to another realm, a realm of glory. The realm of the kingdom. When we look at, we heard the reading tonight in the Acts, it speaks of the cloud. He was lifted up and a cloud took him. Well, let's go back in the Old Testament and look what did that cloud mean. The cloud came on Mount Sinai when Moses was there to receive the Ten Commandments. The cloud represented God's presence. When they were traveling in the desert and they stopped and set up the meeting tent, they waited for the Shekinah, the cloud to come over. They meant God was present and dwelling there. In the Feast of the Transfiguration, they're up on Mount Tabor. 
What did Scripture say? That a cloud, bright cloud, enveloped them. And God spoke, this is my beloved Son. That cloud is telling us that the man Jesus, true God and true man, was taken into the presence of the Father. Fully, completely. Pope Leo the Great would say that this Feast of the Ascension shows the glory and dignity of man as it's elevated above the angels and archangels and thrones and principalities and cherubim and seraphim to the very height of God. That human nature, our human nature, is enthroned, seated at the right hand of the Father with our flesh and blood, except without sin. God could have just stopped at the resurrection. That's enough. I gave you eternal life. No more. I'm done. But that wouldn't have brought us to perfection that we're called to. And the only way to do that would to be raised to the dignity, the full dignity and stature of Christ. And so he ascended so that our humanity would be glorified. And as you and I live our lives in the liturgical celebrations, we are participating in that same glory. This is the dignity that we have been given from God. He didn't give it to the angels. He gave it to us. Us who even after all of that still commit sin, still do wrong, still fall short of that great perfection. But this just shows the magnitude of His love. And so we celebrate the glory that has been given to humanity this day. That Jesus was taken up in the cloud It's at the right hand of the Father. And we can find comfort in the fact that Jesus did not just at that point stop and say, okay, now I'm done for your salvation. What did he do? He said, I would be with you always. How? Well, let's look at Saul on the road to Damascus, shall we? Saul on the road to Damascus was killing Christians, was he not? Was he not persecuting Christians? And yet on that road, he has that encounter with Christ. And what is the first thing that Jesus says? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? In other words, every one of those Christians you're persecuting is my body. Saul didn't go up to the right hand of the Father and persecute Jesus. He was persecuted in Jesus in the flesh of the body of Christ. And so we know as we go through our lives and the difficulties we have, that's His body that's suffering. When you suffer, He's suffering. That's how connected we are to Him. So we know He hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't let everything just go as it's going to go. I'm done. I've done my part. He's still fully engaged with us, bringing us along step by step. 
so that we too, if we cooperate with His will, cooperate with His love, cooperate with His forgiveness and His mercy, we too will experience that same glory as we participate in the glory that is Christ's. Imagine the depth of the love. Not just to do it part way, but to do it in the perfect way. In the only way it could be done because it's the way God, who is perfect, chose to do it. And so we have a participation in perfect salvation if we do our part. If God did such a wonderful thing by raising us up, put all this into place for us, imagine the glory that awaits us when He comes in the flesh again, as He said He would. Imagine the glory that awaits us.